Hey there, I'm Rachel Corbett and welcome to another episode of Small Change, the podcast that's all about the small changes you can make that'll make a big difference to your finances. Now, when you are getting into investing, it seems like a no-brainer to invest in something that has been doing well. But according to behavioural economist Phil Slade, we can't always bank on past success as a guarantee for future success. I'm going to step away so Phil can explain. Whenever I talk to my investment friends and they talk about the next investment that they're going to make, inevitably one of the first questions that somebody asks is, well, how are they doing so far? What has been their performance in the past X number of months or X number of years? This feels like a really good question to ask in terms of, is this a company that's growing? Is there a trend? We're looking for trends. We look for patterns. The human brain loves patterns. And if we can see a pattern that's going up, if we can see a line that's going from the left to right going up on the screen, we just think that that pattern and that trend is going to keep going. Our brain feels good when we can see those patterns and thinks that it's a good judge of future success. The problem is past success and past history is a terrible predictor of future success. Research in the U.S. has looked at top-performing U.S. funds, and they started looking at this in September 2017. Later that year, less than half the funds, only 47%, maintained their top quartile performance. After just three years, only 8% of the original top 25% were in the top 25%. And after five years, they were all gone. These were funds. These are people that uh, their expertise is in financial management. And if you looked at which, who am I going to put my money with in order to invest into the future? If you used past performance as the indicator, you would have for sure not made the best decision where there are other companies out there that were going to invest your funds better. We see time and time again of blue chip companies that we think they're going to be great investments. You know, back in 2007, you were crazy to not invest in the banks and that's exactly where you need to invest and where you're going to get the best returns. Over the last 10 years, we've seen that banks haven't been a great investment. But if we'd looked at the 50 years previous, that would have been a sure thing. It's not like they've fallen off the cliff necessarily, but they haven't been the greatest investment. There have been many, many other things that have been a better investment. Looking at the past is not a good predictor of the future. We even know this for ourselves. Just because you've been bad with your finances in the past doesn't mean that you're going to be bad with your finances in the future. Think of somebody going to invest in you to say, am I going to give this person, you know, $100,000? Well, you haven't been good with money in the past, so I'm not going to give it to you in the future. You know for yourself that that's not true. That doesn't make sense. It takes doesn't take into account all of the context and all of the history that goes into making a good decision. One of the key concepts in order to talk about investment or future investment performance is to take it away from yourself, to try to externalize it. In negotiation, we call this the third space. It's not the I feel, which is the first space. It's not the you feel, which is the second space. It's the third space, which puts it into an it. It looks at this object so that you can turn it around, turn this object around and ask questions curiously about it without having to have a position. This is really important because it means that past history and things like that don't have an overbearing influence on your decision making. The real issue here is that you come to a decision 
often already knowing that you want to invest in it or that you've already made a snap judgment. And often what you're doing, you're looking at past history to confirm your decision, to make it feel good. If you can take it away from yourself and make it a third impartial spaced object where you can turn around and talk to others and looking at it, you're not looking for confirmation information. You're midi against confirmation bias and you're talking about this object in the way that they call the Oxford Manor. It's not you, it's not other people, it's this thing in the third space that you can afford to be curious and poke at and change your mind and influence your decision making without you having to put a flag on the ground or understand what the decision is that you started with. So how do you not use past history? How do you use this Oxford Manor in a a way that's adaptive to your financial decision making? Let's have a look at that. So how do we make sure that we're not incorrectly using past history to judge the future success of an investment or an investment strategy? First thing that you can do is practice talking in the Oxford Manor with a friend. That Oxford Manor is put the investment into that third space. Turn it around. Don't use words like I believe or I think. And don't ask the other person, what do you think? What is your thoughts? What that does is that grounds or anchors people into a specific view that you then come to argue about. And the reality is that you could both be wrong. In order to find the best investment decision, how much, where should we invest, should we invest, it's much better to not be defending a position of which you will then use things like past history and other information sources to confirm what you already think. You're allowing yourself to change your mind, to be open-minded about a view. Start questions like, it's curious that, or isn't it interesting if we did this, or have you heard other people having a different opinion about what we should be doing? That allows things to remain external and allows you to have an Oxford conversation about what you're about to do. The second thing is to give it some time and space. You always have more time than you think. Give the decision some time and space. It could be half a day. You could sleep on it. I personally like to sleep on decisions and see if the way that I think about something in the morning is the way that I still thought about it the night before. And if not, have a look at that and start exploring other options. Thirdly, ask yourself, if I was going to have a different view, what view would that be? What this does is it immediately takes past history out of it because you're not thinking about data and numbers that can be misleading in this sense. You're just thinking about what would someone else's view for the same position be. It helps you unhook your mind from those cognitive biases and helps you hook into alternative perspectives that could give you some insight into the investment that you're about to make. So remember, talk in the Oxford manner, give yourself some time and space and ask yourself if you had a different view, what view would that be? Ooh, talking in the Oxford manner about your finances. How posh are you? Thanks so much for joining us for another episode of Small Change. And if you have a question for any of our experts, please write it in the Oxford manner and email it to smallchange at novapodcast.com.au and I'll catch you on Friday for another tip.